Hey guys, just a quick editor's note from Slick Rick before we get into today's episode. Uh, today is a two-part um, mystery episode, so we have two mysteries for you. Um, and yeah, enjoy. Hey, Ella. Yeah, yes? What's a parent's favorite Christmas song? Silent Night. That's right. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Murder and Mystery in the South. I'm Justin Case. I am Ella Blue, and... As usual, we've got our wonderful producer, Slick Rick, with us. How you guys doing? So what are we talking about today, Ella? Well, I figured I would switch it up a little bit, and we would do a little mystery today. All right. This is called Hellsgate Bridge. Okay. All right. So the bridge, located in Oxford, Alabama, was first opened in 1917. It was a miracle it even got finished. You see, they began to build in 1912, and they had such a hard time keeping anyone on the crew at the time. They blamed it on the Great War, World War I, but really it wasn't until the year it opened, so it couldn't have been that. There was a rumor going around town that a Mr. Giller toy was trying to pay black men under the table but only did so because he secretly knew something wasn't right about the bridge. Some of those men would go missing. That was the rumor, anyway. Hellsgate, the Hellsgate Bridge legend is quite famous in Oxford, Alabama. The bridge acquired its name because of the most popular event to ever take place on it. As the story goes, sometime during the 1950s, a young couple had stopped in the middle of the bridge. The boy turned the headlights off to try to scare his date. This was a common practice in town to get your date a little scared to have her cuddle in closer on the bench seat. There's a lot more efficient ways to do that without, you know, driving 60 across a bridge with no headlights. No, he stopped, stopped on the bridge. Yeah, you stop in the middle of the bridge and turn your headlights off. That's well, I mean, think about it. You know, by today's standards, nothing hardly scares us anymore, but yeah, back right. then. We're all desensitized. Yes. We're all desensitized. So common practice in the town was to get your date a little scared to have her cuddle in close on the bench seat. It wasn't until a man heading to Nightfish nearby heard the engine rev and skid into the side of the bridge. It crashed through the side, and he heard the sound of a ton of metal hitting the water with a sharp silence of the girl's screams. Told you. But that kid saw that going differently in his mind. Probably. I mean, he got wet at least. She did. Anyway... It was near <laughs> It was near 10:45 at night as he ran over. The river was running pretty hard and deep as there was a storm. T- Good. Y'all going to have to quit that. It was nearly 10:45 at night as he ran over. The river was running pretty hard and it was deep as there was a storm two nights ago, hard but he deep. couldn't see where the car went. Here's where the story gets a little twisted. Some say oh, both. now we're going to get twisted? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, there's there's a lot of different right. stories going back and forth on this. So here, in, they say, some say both of the teens died. Some say that neither of them went through the side of the bridge at all, but looked over their shoulders and went mad jumping into the river together to get away from what they saw. What I found online is that they found the girl... And the car about two two miles down from the bridge, 
it had washed up against the bank with the back two tires sticking out. So it was kind of embedded in the bank, but the back two tires were still sticking out. Never let off the gas. Yeah, it was found by some local schoolboys. The boy, however, lived. He'd go muttering around town something was wrong with that bridge, too. He'd tell people he looked into the very soul of hell. He said he couldn't describe it and would change the subject, but people around town began to treat him like the local loony. After the boy told everyone in town, you'll see hell if you stop, turn the lights, turn out the lights and look over your shoulder. And, well, it, it kind of stuck. So in the 1980s, um, two boys decided to do those steps. And they drove to the bridge, turned out the headlights after dark, and looked over their shoulder. But something else happened to them. The girl. Wet, bloated gray skin, straggly hair, and a blank stare sat in their back seat. They both jumped out of the car and ran, leaving the car there till the morning. When they came back, they saw a wet print of something or someone having sat in their back seat. Nope. (laughs) Fuck that. In 2007, the Oxford Paranormal Society did an investigation on the bridge. They found no evidence of paranormal activity. But what about those who claim to have seen something? Truth. Well, did they park the car, turn out the headlights, and look over their shoulder? I don't really know a lot about their investigation. Sounds like they did it wrong. I don't think they know a lot about their investigation. Well, now the bridge is closed off, and you're no longer allowed to drive or walk across it because of the dilapidated boards and fear of being harmed. And it's been scheduled for demolition for the past couple of years. So we may never know if anyone else would ever experience the gates of hell or the mysterious wet spot in the well, seat. The mysterious wet spot in the seat. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like my kind of investigation. <laughs> sounds like that girl got a little more than cuddly. Yep. But, you <laughs> know, that's it on that one. So when are we going? I mean, we could go down and see about it, take pictures. Just camp next to it. Yeah. But that's it on that one. We'll make Slick Rick take the first watch. There you go. (laughs) You are outside of your mind. No? You don't want to do that? Hell no. Well, you're no fun. (laughs) So the next one I've got is the Bleeding House of Atlanta, Georgia. So the Bleeding House of Atlanta, Georgia. This couple, Willie and Minnie Winston, had been renting 1114 Fountain Drive for over 20 years. Both were in their 70s and Willie's health had been on the decline. He was taking dialysis at home, and it um, it kind of fell on Minnie to take care of him. Minnie Willie? Minnie and Willie. <laughs> <laughs> on September 8th, 1987, Minnie decided she was going to take a bath to try and relax for a little bit. When she was finished and was getting out of the tub, she stepped on a wet spot on the floor. When she looked down, she was horrified. There was a large puddle of a red stub- substance on the floor. The more she looked at it, the more she thought it looked like blood. Minnie was upset and worried that something had happened to Willie, and she took off to, from the bathroom to try to find him. Going through the hallway, there was more of her own. It was more of her own personal horror film. More of what looked like blood was oozing from the walls and bubbling from the floorboards. Fuck <laughs> that. Minnie said all at once it looked as if an artery had been cut and blood was gushing from it, creating a lake of blood. All I can picture is The Shining. Yeah. Where the the elevator doors open and here comes the big flood. That's kind of what I was thinking, yeah. 
or I was thinking about the Amityville horror. Yeah. The, the original movie with the blood. Yep. Well, whatever it was, I, I always associated it with blood, but I think somebody said it was like black ooze or something. But yeah, that's that went through my head too. So she said it, it, it seeing all of that, uh, she decided to call the police because it scared her so bad. Yeah. So they didn't know who to send, so they sent the ambulance, the police, and the fire department. <laughs> well, who do you, who do you send for a bleeding house? Yeah. It kind of sounds like Atlanta. I think they should have called a contractor. Uh, your house is what? My house is bleeding, dude. I don't know. All y'all go check this out. I don't. I don't know who to send. Send the Air Force. I can fix National it. Guard. He just airstrike it. <laughs> so the first thing the police did was to make sure the couple weren't hurt. And looked around to see if somebody else was in the house. I mean, he told them no, that nobody was there. And before she went to take a bath, she had locked all of the doors and even turned the alarm on. Everyone scoured the house looking to see if an animal had made its way in as well. And they found nothing except more areas where with even more blood. So the blood was still there when all the first yes. ones were gone. Yeah. So everybody wow. Everybody actually saw this Damn. blood. Detective Cartwright, who was on the scene, called for Brenda Dimple, a tech lab who specialized in blood, to come and take samples to test, hopefully ruling out that it was actually blood. Police called the landlord to open a locked door that led to the basement, hoping they would find leaky, rusty pipes. And it was reported that there was an eerie feeling when the basement door was unlocked, but nothing was wrong with any of the pipes. <laughs> what caused the eerie feeling? Maybe the random blood all over the house? Right, well, you would think. I mean, that would be an eerie feeling, period. I'm pretty sure the house isn't exactly God, I hope it... No. Wait, wait, wait. I hope it wasn't a period. <laughs> I think the house was a female... All eerie feelings, period. You were awful. <laughs> that was funny. You said. said it. Dimple came back with the lab results, proving it indeed was blood. It was typo blood. But Willie and Minnie both were type A. At least it was a good type. Yeah. Detective Cartwright said that it in his 10 years on the job, he had never seen anything like this, and he did not know what to do. This was during the time of the AIDS pandemic. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, hang on. That makes it even Not more. pandemic. Whoa. I've got pandemic on my damn brain. Okay. This was during the time of the AIDS panic, and Cartwright thought that it could possibly be someone playing a cruel hoax on the elderly couple. That would, that would be really cruel. 70-year-old people. Yeah, but doors locked, alarm on. Exactly. Yeah, that would be like a Mission Impossible sequence just to pull that off. Yeah. For, what, a prank? That doesn't... So, he called blood banks in the area to see if any were missing, and nobody was missing any blood. And there were a couple of theories as to what could have happened, one being that Willie and Minnie did this themselves because they wanted to get their kids' attention. However, Minnie hated being in the spotlight, and when the police went public with it, what had happened, their phone rang constantly, and there was always someone knocking on the door, either wanting an interview or wanting to see the blood. And she said she wished that it had never happened. Another theory was that one of their daughters did this. And she was a nurse and could gain access to blood from the hospital. The theory was that she wanted to make her parents look crazy so she could have them put in a nursing home. But if she was trying to make them look crazy, she wouldn't have left blood everywhere. I think she would have made them see it and then cleaned it up so when other people came they were like what blood you're crazy we're gonna put you in a home 
Yeah, if, if it was her and that was her plan, it was poorly thought out. Yeah. So the final theory was paranormal. The residents... Well, that's a stretch. Yeah. You don't say. The residents that were in the house before the Winstons was a man named Albert Thompson and his wife. Albert was the public relations director for the FHA during a time when racial tensions were high in the South. In the 50s, at 41, Albert was in a terrible car accident, and he died of internal bleeding in the house. So when the house began to bleed in 1987, it was coming up on the anniversary of Albert's death. Some speculate that the house was mocking Albert's internal bleeding. But to this day, no one knows what caused the um, house to bleed, and it has never happened before that time, and it's never happened again. I bet we can. <laughs> well, it's a private residence, so you can't really. You want to make a bet? They don't want you coming in and messing with them. The people that live there now have said that they don't want. They want nothing to do with any of this. That nothing's happened since they've been there. And well, I do. So problem solved. <laughs> Most people are no fun at all. I know. But Trying to make this a... interesting for you, folks. <laughs> figure we would do just a little lightheartedness instead of. Ella won't let us go nowhere. <laughs> Well, we could go do a paranormal investigation somewhere, I guess. Y'all give us your opinions on that. Should we go do something on site somewhere? What do you think? Sounds like a plan. All right. Well, that does it for today. Thank y'all for tuning in one more time to our little shit show. <laughs> we look forward to seeing you again. Y'all come back now, you hear? <laughs> <laughs>